Esther chapter 3. Remember, Ahasuerus has married Esther, who is really influenced by her cousin Mordecai. In our story, Mordecai is the Holy Spirit, Esther is the spirit of man, Ahasuerus is the soul of man, and the kingdom that he controlled is the body of man. That's the parable. That's how we want to look in this story and see ourselves. Now that Esther is married and the Holy Spirit is influencing her, the old sin nature raises its ugly head. As we find in the New Testament, the spirit lusts against the flesh and the flesh lusts against the spirit. The two are at war. This doesn't occur until the Spirit of God comes into you. It's been so long, I've almost forgotten how bad the first two years of my Christian life were because I was in constant conflict. The things I enjoyed before, I don't enjoy now, but I wanted to enjoy them. It was just, it was muddled. Everything was muddled because I didn't understand that there was a war going on. And so now we have Haman, who is the prime minister. He influences the king. The Holy Spirit is there, and Haman is fighting with him. It was ordered that everybody should bow before the king. Mordecai refused to bow before the king. So when Haman found it out, he was extremely angry and sought out to lay hands and kill Mordecai. But he decided, rather than to kill Mordecai, he would kill all the Jews in the whole kingdom. And that would be the worst thing he could do. So, in the first month, the month of Nisan, I believe that's April, the 12th year of King Ahasuerus, they cast pur, P-U-R. That is, they, they shot the dice, they cast the lot to, to decide the day and the month that they would kill all the Jews in the kingdom of Ahasuerus. This is where the Jewish celebration of Purim came from. And they celebrate Purim every year they have since this occurred. They threw dice to decide when this would occur. They chose the 12th month, that is, I believe, February. And Haman said unto King Ahasuerus, There are certain people scattered abroad and dispersed among the people in all the provinces of your kingdom. And all their laws are diverse from all the people. And we can't have that. Their laws are diverse. They don't keep the king's laws. And therefore, it's not for the king's profit to suffer them. If it pleases the king, let it be written that they may be destroyed. I will pay 10,000 talents of silver to the hands of those that have the charge of the business to bring it into the king's treasuries. I'll give you 10,000 pieces of silver if you will write a decree to have them all killed. 
The king took his ring from his hand, and he gave it unto Haman, the son of Hamadatha, the Agite, the Jew's enemy. The king said unto Haman, The silver is given to thee, the people also, to do with them as it seems good to me. So the king listened to the voice of the evil one and wrote a decree. Now, when the king writes a decree, it cannot be thwarted. You cannot rescind it. That reminds us of the law of sin and death. There is a law. The king of kings wrote it. You sin, you die. You sin, if your sins are not forgiven, when you leave this earth, you are eternally separated from God. That law cannot be changed. Then the king's scribes called on the 13th day of the first month, and there was written according to all that Haman had commanded unto the king's lieutenants, to the governors that were over the provinces, to the rulers of all the people of every province, and according to the writing, and to every people in their own language, in the name of King Ahasuerus, was it written and sealed with the king's ring. And the letters were sent by post unto all the king's provinces. Destroy, kill, cause to perish all the Jews, young and old, little children, women, in one day. On the 13th day of the 12th month, take the spoil of them for a prey. It was signed, it was sealed, and it was delivered. And that's it. The message went out, being hastened by the king's commandment. The decree was given in Shushan the palace. The king and Haman sat down to drink, but the city of Shushan was perplexed. Now, the city was grieved because of this edict from the king, because you cannot change it. Then in chapter 4, Mordecai perceived all that was done. He rent his clothes, he put on sackcloth with ashes, he went out into the midst of the city, he cried with a loud, bitter cry. He was grieved because of the decision that Ahasuerus had made. Now, over in the New Testament, it's clearly stated that we grieve the Holy Spirit. And we grieve the Holy Spirit when we sin and refuse to confess it. The sin is there, and it grieves the Spirit of God because with unconfessed sin in our life, he is not free to do what he wants to do in all of our lives. And it came even before the king's gate, and none might enter into the king's gate clothed with sackcloth. So here is the keeper of the gate, and he is so grieved because of his attire, he can't get in to do his job. And in every province, whithersoever the king's commandment and his decree came, 
there was great mourning among the Jews, fasting and weeping and wailing, and many lay in sackcloth and ashes. Can you imagine? They're going to be slaughtered. I think of the time in Germany when this really occurred, when Hitler killed several million Jewish people, slaughtered them. So Esther's maids and her chamberlain came and reported to her the exceeding grief. She sent raiment to clothe Mordecai to take away his sackcloth, but he received it not. She was trying to help him. He couldn't be helped because of the edict. And then called Esther for Haman, for Hatash, one of the king's chamberlains, who he had appointed to attend upon her, gave him a commandment to Mordecai to know what it was and why it was. In other words, she sent her maid to go find out what in the world was wrong with Mordecai. So Hatash went forth to Mordecai in the street of the city before the king's gate, which he was not allowed to go through. And Mordecai told him of all that had happened unto him, of the sum of money that Haman had promised to pay to the king's treasures for the Jews to destroy them. The flesh will do anything to quench the spirit and grieve the spirit of God. It is so strong, and we tend to ignore it. He also gave him the copy of the writing of the decree that was given at Shushan to destroy them, to show it unto Esther and to declare it unto her and to charge her that she should go in unto the king to make supplication unto him and to make requests before him for her people. Hatash came and told Esther the words of Mordecai. So Mordecai says Esther must go in and try to change the king's, tell the king. Again, Esther spoke unto Hatash and gave him a commandment for Mordecai. All the king's servants and all of the king's provinces do know that whoever man or woman comes unto the king into the inner court who is not called, there is one law of his to put him to death. Exempt such to whom the king shall hold out the golden scepter that he may live. What is she saying? She said there is a law. You cannot change it. No one enters into the king unless he's summonsed. If they enter in without a summons, the king can hold out a golden scepter and they'll be accepted. If he doesn't hold out the scepter, they'll be put to death. And then she replied, I have not been called to come into the king for 30 days. So she had not been in the presence of her husband for 30 days. The influence of the Holy Spirit had been absent from Ahasuerus for 30 days. If you've ever grieved the Holy Spirit, you are restless and discontent, even though you know Christ is in your heart. They told Mordecai what Esther said, and then Mordecai commanded to answer Esther. 
Think not within thyself that you shall escape in the king's house more than all the Jews. Remember, Esther, you're a Jew. He doesn't know it, but you too are going to be killed. For if you altogether hold your peace at this time, then shall their enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. God is able to spare them. He doesn't just need you to do the job. And that's a lesson we all need to learn. If God has a, less, a, a job for me to do, and I'm not willing to do it, I'm not the only resource he has to get it done. I'm not the only one responsible. For me to think I'm the only one God can use is ego or egotism beyond belief. But then he says, but you and your father's house will be destroyed. And who knows whether there are come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Oh, that is such an exciting verse to me. None of us know. But God has placed us in time for such a time as this. There is a job that we need to do that God has ordained to us to. I don't care what it is. It's feed the hungry, teach, teach the lost, <laughs> uh, teach children, work in a store, be a first uh, responder. Whatever it is, God's placed us here for such a time as this. And then Esther bear them returned Mordecai this answer. Go get together all the Jews in Shushan. Fast for me, don't eat, don't drink, three days, night or day. I also and my maids will fast likewise. And so will I go in unto the king which is not according to the law. And then her famous words, if I perish, I perish. If we have a responsible job to do, we need to get people praying for us. If we have a need, we need prayer warriors to get on their knees and pray to God. And then we go and commit the task that might be frightening or even life-threatening. And if we perish, then we perish. So Mordecai went his way and did according to all that Esther had commanded. So we'll end our time here, pick up next time with what came on the third day when the prayer and fasting were over. Again, I say God bless you and thank you for listening. <music>